imagine sitting in the park in the heat Stomach empty, starving to eat Palms are sweaty, heart starting to beat About to get beheaded cause you didn't take the mark of the beast Bill Gates doesn't care about black teens He's trying to alter our DNA by giving us vaccines These elite Satanists are the psychoists They preparing our bodies to accept the microchip Can you imagine walking into a Wells Fargo Not being able to withdraw money because you ain't got a barcode your right hand or your forehead if you don't take the mark of the beast you're gonna fall to the floor dead head cut off bodies squirming our own government acting like nazi germans they want us to live in fear filled with uncertainty one world government under one currency i can categorically say that this is end times this virus is breaking us down just like an enzyme there's pedophiles leaving men and women childrenless these politicians are dummies and the devil's a ventriloquist Stemming from Epstein's Island Gavin Newsom ain't your governor He's a tyrant He took away everything That makes us happy and vibrant And put a mask on us To keep us silent Can you imagine sitting in the park in the heat Stomach empty Starving to eat Palms are sweaty Heart starting to beat About to get beheaded Cause you didn't take the mark of the beast Bill Gates doesn't care about black teens He's trying to alter our DNA By giving us vaccines These elite Satanists Are the psychoists to accept the microchip. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Josh and Jason Monday Christian and Conspiracy Podcast Show. I'm your host, Josh Monday. If you don't know me, I'm a Christian rapper, devoted husband, father, and army veteran. And I'd like to introduce you to my co-host. He's a Christian uh, father, and he is my brother. Jason, what's up, brother? How's it going? How come I don't got the credentials you got? He's like, I'm this, I'm that, and this is just... This <laughs> I don't, well, you're not coaching right now. What do you want me to say? Uh, water treatment operator? What do you want no, me to no, say? No, 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 don't mention my job. <laughs> just kidding <laughs> just kidding uh, no, anyways uh, yeah you're right i don't have a long list because it's i don't have any of those <laughs> it's all good it's all good all right and uh we have a very special guest for you guys okay he's a lawyer author of judgment of the nephilim and the final uh nephilim an amazing researcher ryan peterson how's it going brother hopefully i didn't butcher the name you got it man you got it i'm doing great Thanks, fellas, for having me on. Excited to uh, to get this this discussion in tonight. All right, guys. Like I always say, okay, he's on here for free, okay, guys. So if you guys could <laughs> please do me a favor and check out his. This is one of his books. I don't know if you guys could see it. Is it upside, upside down? down? Oh dude. my goodness! Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Judgment of the Nephilim. Okay, guys, please check that out. It was a bestseller, actually, which is amazing. And then also. Uh, the final Nephilim is another one. Okay. It's on available on Amazon. And then also, can you please let them know where else they can get that Ryan? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, my website is just judgment of the Nephilim, like the title of the book.com. Uh, that's all my social media, my YouTube channel, my Facebook, my Instagram, it's all just judgment of the Nephilim one word. Um, you can find the books there and uh, lots of stuff, documentaries, study guides, all that good stuff. Perfect. All right, guys. So let's go over uh verse for this episode is going to be ephesians 6 verses 10 through 13 i think this is important finally my brethren be strong in the lord and in the power of his might 
put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up your whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Okay. Um, that's definitely important. Okay. The stuff that we're going to be talking about right now is going to be referencing that. So I personally think that the body of Christ needs to stand up, understand that there are demons, Satan, fallen angels, and hell is real. Okay. And I, and I think that some of these pastors also need to stand up and start teaching this type of stuff that we're going to get into. Cause I think it's so important. It actually it's like the meat of the Bible, I believe, to, to explain a lot of the Old Testament of what, what God was doing. Um, if you're a little confused about why God was uh, taking out, uh, you know, a whole tribes of men, women, and children, uh, there, was, there was some tainted DNA, and, I, and, and Ryan's going to um, be able to get, get into this right now. Um, I think we'll do like the judgment of the Nephilim type of subjects right now, if you're okay with that, Ryan. And, uh, and I would like to try to book you for like, maybe, I don't know if you're available, like August 14th, maybe nine o'clock. Hopefully you're available. You can check out your schedule. We'll, we'll get into the final Nephilim. That way yeah, we can kind of yeah, do both yeah, sections. For sure. All right. And um, <clears throat> well, Jason, I know you have some questions. I also have some questions um, available. So uh, do you have a lot of questions, Jason? If we could either well, go back and forth or what do you want to do? Well, I, I, I asked him his question, but uh, I, I was going to I was going to ask him since he wrote the book and, and I didn't read it yet, but I got a I got a pretty good uh, had a pretty good talk before he got there. So he. Uh, I, I was going to say, do you believe in the Nephilim and, 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 and do you think the descendants of the Nephilim survived? And do you think they're still among us today? You, and he goes through bloodlines. Oh. I saw in your book, you have the, the double helix of the DNA code and, 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 and then Noah's Ark that's going to represent the, the DNA coming back. Well, Ryan, you can explain it. Let's have Ryan talk about it and answer that question first. Uh, so Jason, you're asking him if, uh, yeah, 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 I, I got it. Yeah. If he, if, uh, does he believe that the descendants of the Nephilim, because I already know he does believe in them, but does he believe that the descendants of the Nephilim are among us today? Do you think the seed of Satan is among us today still? Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. From, yeah. The, from, from the flood onto here, because, you know, I strongly believe it, and I know my brother probably strongly believes it, but I feel like they're still here walking the earth. I know the Nephilim, as, as the, I believe that there's they, they are the evil spirits, the demons. I believe that they are the ones that are uh because the fallen are trapped in the abuso but these ones are still yeah they uh they didn't have they they still live because your your spirit's going to be eternal until you're judged exactly. so exactly yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah 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 so yeah so I, so i see it kind of on two levels in terms of what's happening today so first obviously like you said i i definitely the whole purpose of my first book judgment the nephilim or nephilim is like tomato tomato for the Christian world, obviously the, the Hebrew pronunciation is Nephilim. So I say that a lot, but Nephilim is uh -huh. cool too. Yeah. Um, is I really wanted to demonstrate first and foremost that what I call the supernatural interpretation of Genesis 6, that when you read about the sons of God, Banacha Elohim uh, in Hebrew, that they married human women, the daughters of men, that their offspring were the giants, that these were angels, these were fallen angels, these were not. Uh, bad guys or good guys with bad girls this was a fault this was two different races the fallen angelic race and you know fornicating with human women giving birth to the giants and i want to establish it biblically that you can from the bible alone you can make this case and i think it's really important because josh you already kind of hit on our rate that it there to me 
when you understand the Bible in this context, the Bible makes a lot much more, much more sense. And God makes more sense that, yeah. you know, you, you, you look at the flood, how could God wipe out 99% of the human population, you know, save for eight people, right? No one is family. The wars in Canaan, where God says, go in and exterminate, what eradicate, kill, utterly destroy the men, the women, the children, the animals as well. What, yeah. you know, what could cause that? You know, why would God do that? It, I, th- I don't even think you can make sense of it without understanding that this is about uh, a genetic takeover. The devil literally trying to corrupt human genetics in order to prevent the birth of the Messiah, to disqualify us from redemption completely. So that was really my goal to show, like, to show that one, we can make this case. This is something that this is solid doctrine. This is from the Bible. This is not coming from any other religion, from any other source. It's just from scripture alone. Um, obviously, other sources also say this, but you can establish it from the Bible. So, yes, I believe that in terms of where we're at today, um, that's where I think we see it in two aspects. So one and Jason, you hit on this already that I definitely believe that the demons that we see all throughout the Bible, they are the spirits of the dead Nephilim, that they are, their spirit lives on as a demon. And, they, and so a demon and a fallen angel are very, very different beings, right? Yes. Angels have bodies in scripture. They can fight. They can eat. They can touch people. Yes. Demons do not have bodies. They look for bodies. In fact, Jesus said that they see our bodies, human bodies, as a house, that they want to come and stay in us. And then if they, we can cast them out, they'll come back with seven more demons. And we're worse than we were the first time they possessed us. So- so that's so there are big differences. So I believe that the demonic realm and obviously that demonic possession can happen today. Demonic manifestation happens today, just as it did in the Bible. So that's one way. And then the second way that I really think about how they manifest today, the Nephilim, is when I look at the uh, UFO alien phenomenon. And I think that that's where if we're seeing some other type of manifestation, I believe it's a spiritual demonic manifestation that beings that people who are having literal encounters, that's where we see the Nephilim making, you know, obviously not as beings for another planet, but presenting themselves that way. And I think that's that's kind of where I see it um, manifesting today. And then if you look at even abduction accounts, a lot of abduction accounts deal with reproduction where they're going for sexual organs or trying to impregnate a woman or things of that nature or taking her eggs. And, you know, and again, it goes to Daniel chapter two, 43, right? Where Daniel prophesies that in the end times, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men. Right. So, so, you know, Jesus told us, you know, that this is going to happen again, right? That's a clear statement. Jesus said it as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the son of man. So I think it's no coincidence that you see aliens already trying to mingle seed or experiment with seed. And I think ultimately we're going to see the full culmination of this in the, in the great tribulation, but so going so after that strange okay. flesh, going after the strange exactly. flesh, like in Sodom exactly. and because it's just opposite though, because if you think about it in the days of Noah, it was the angels who went for the men or the, the daughters, but in the Sodom and Gomorrah, it was the men who went for the angels. And yeah. then, like you said, with the when it mixes with the miry clay, which is miry clay, which is dust, and dust is is an idiom of death. So, so whatever that is is already dead. So, like as like you said, the Rephaim, the 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 descendants of these yeah. are dead. Okay. They're they're dead. They're not. Their 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 souls will never be redeemed. They don't have a kinsman redeemer. They were abominations no. already. Okay, so here's. Hold on, okay. hold on, Josh. I want to get into this part before that because in in uh, Genesis uh, 
In Genesis, it says it, it speaks of uh, of the seed of the woman and the seed of the yes. serpent. Yes. So you already got the already talking about which the seed of the seed of the woman is not even biologically true because the man has the seed, the woman has the the egg. But you see, you see how it, right there, like you said, if you understand it, the DNA problem. God wasn't abusing his power. He was letting you know that if you don't do this, if you don't accomplish this, Saul, Saul, Saul did the same thing. He didn't. He came back and didn't kill every man, wouldn't an animal. But what he did is he brought the animals back, and God was like, and and, and they're like, hey, dude, what are you doing? You got yeah. to listen to what he said. He's telling you for this yeah. for a reason because they are corrupt. And yeah. you do yeah, that. Absolutely. And that's where I start, right? I start the chapter one of the book is called The Ultimate Prophecy, Genesis 3.15. Because it's really, I believe that prophecy, obviously, is the first prophecy of Messiah. But it really sets the stage for the next 6,000 years. That this is not just about, it's not just about the devil and God. It's about the devil and a coming Messiah who's going to be a, a human, right? With the power of God, but a human born of a woman, right? So God told the devil from the Garden of Eden that your conqueror is going to be a child who's going to be born one day. So this is how the whole war, how we get brought into this war, and that it comes back to genetics to see that there's going to be a war of bloodlines. That of course, we see playing out throughout the Old so Testament. Do you think, like, man. do you think the devil was like pushing Herod, like, hey, let's go find this? Uh... You know, let's go, let's go find out where he was, you know, let's go find out. That's why he was kind of trying to trick those gentlemen. The gentleman kind of already knew, but absolutely Moses, right? Look at, look, at, look at Moses. When Moses was a baby, right? What did Pharaoh say? He tells, he tells the midwives, any Hebrew boy that's under two years old, throw them into a river, drown, kill them, right? Yeah. Where could that idea come from? But the devil, right? Yeah, Who was Pharaoh sure. inspired by to have that idea? It's all this. That was just the devil taking the next his next move in this back and forth battle to try and stop this Messiah from being born. Yes. Okay. So killing Abel right off the bat, silencing the they, silencing it right off the bat. It's been a, so they, there. You go. So let me ask you a question, like, because well, it's kind of easy too. Like Hebrews thirteen one, it talks about you never know when you're entertaining an angel. So I believe that angels could come in human form. You don't see demons walking around in human form, right? So Correct. do you believe, okay, because I, you know, we study like, this is a conspiracy show, right? We study the black nobility, Illuminati, New World yeah, Order, yeah. all that stuff, right? Yeah, do you yeah. believe that they can physically sit down and break bread with the devil and fallen angels and kind of uh, plan out all these deceptions? Do you believe they can physically sit down and speak with them? Or do you feel like he's just, uh, you know, uh, like, you know, like, uh, or do you feel like he's just tempting them or pushing them to do stuff? Or do you feel like he could physically sit down and speak with them? I think they can. I think he can. I think he can. Right. So, and so can I think or can, can C A N. Yes. yes. I think it's me too, very bro. possible. Me and too. Here's why. Right. Because you know, everything with God is it's almost like, um, it's very similar to two things that, that we can relate to It's God. The way God operates is very similar to a court of law and very similar to the military mm. in that certain people at certain levels can access certain things. And I think yeah. those, the more people are into the occult, yeah, the more they can access demons, fallen angels, and the devil himself, right? You Great think way about, to put it. You know, Great in Revelation chapter two, right? Jesus is writing to the church in Pergamos, and he says, "I know where you dwell, where Satan's seat is." Mm. So he's saying Satan is lives in this city, Pergamos. Literally, yeah. yeah. So you know, so what they, is going on there, right? I they think found, that's the altar. 
They was found that, the throne of Apollo as well. They actually archaeologically dug it up and exactly. found the throne of Apollo there. Exactly. So it was Apollo because that's because, it. That's interesting. So yeah, interesting. So you know, you think, I mean, and Jesus says that, I mean, he's calling that. I mean, think about that. Imagine Satan said, yeah, the town you live in, that's where Satan lives. Yeah. Like how would, I mean, that's a heavy, heavy statement. So I think again, that when you talk about whether it's the black nobility or high level of cult practice. So I don't think the average person, let's put it this way, yeah. can just talk to the devil. But I do think there are people who have reached a certain level where they've become, again, like God says, where you God has turned you over, where your conscience is now seared with a hot iron, that they have got so steeped into it that, yes. They like they've done the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit almost, where they're just like, they've, they've done maybe the un, un, unforgivable sin. Exactly. They're, they're way up there, so they're able to speak. So that's, I personally believe the same thing, bro. Like I literally believe the same thing, which is cool. I, I'm glad that we kind of, we kind of got yeah. that out of the way. Maybe he that's, doesn't come to his seed or, or maybe he doesn't come to the, 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 maybe he comes to mostly his seed. Maybe because he's not, he's not uh, omnipresent like God is. He, no, exactly. He's he, yeah. he ha, like you said, he has a, he has a, he has to be replaced one time, but, but he's he got an army though, bro. out there. Oh yeah. There's a lot of demons out there that can, yeah. that are right, writing down what you're doing and, and going back. Okay. okay now, if you really, I, I I think if you really wanted to, I, I don't think that, I, I don't think, I, I think that you could probably, if you really wanted to and you were wholeheartedly down with it, I think he'll come visit you. It's kind of like the crossroads. You, you really want that? You really want to go yeah. down that road? Yeah. He'll, yeah. He'll yeah. Meet exactly. You. He will meet you there. He will meet you there. And, but like you said, the other angels, the fallen ones, they shed their Ocaterium. They shed their, their, their thing that could become man become that way. But they never said that the devil did that. Never yeah, said not yet. That. Not he didn't do it. Yet. He's able to go up. Yeah, yeah he speaks. That's I mean, look at him in Joe. As a man form, that's why he doesn't have yeah. to. Yeah. You know, uh, look at him in Joe, bro. He's asking, yeah. "Where have you been? To and fro in the earth, on the earth? Yeah, walking to and, and fro." And the homeboy is still answering to God, no matter what he does. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He still gotta ask. He still gotta. He still gotta listen, and he cannot do unless he is told. So. He whatever he does, he's still he's still performing the will of God. Even 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 no question. The, all this stuff that's going on, he, he's no question. God is because I read it. I read in uh, uh, I was doing like you said the bloodline stuff about uh, about uh, Jeconiah, the, the 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 one that had a blood curse on him. God gave him a blood curse. But if you read through, that's it's a descendant of Mary or not Mary, but a descendant of Joseph. So that 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 line of Daniel is cursed. How do you get a, how do you get a, how do you get a Messiah? How do you get a Messiah out of a, out of a the line of Daniel or David? No, David. I'm, no, David. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm not, sorry. Yeah, not Daniel, but David, David's uh -huh. line, that line of David is cursed. So how do you get a Messiah through, through the, uh, through that bloodline? You don't, unless you have a virgin birth with Mary, who was the descendant of, they went through the, uh, if you go through the Luke in, I think Luke. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He goes. Yeah, that's yeah, that's how it had to be, right? I mean, and and that's the beauty of the amazing thing about the Bible is that you know, again, you talk about you mentioned this earlier, the seed of the woman, right? I talk about this idea of begetting in the Bible. Obviously, that's the King James English, but like what I think that's I think what that term means, it doesn't just mean that you fathered a child with a woman. I believe it's talking about the spiritual inheritance that comes through the man, right? We're told very clearly in the Bible that we inherit sin from Adam, even though Eve sinned first, it says in Adam all die. So mm -hmm. I believe that we get that spiritual inheritance. Every person has been born through their fathers. Right. And that's, that's how it's passed on. And, um, and that's why it was critical. Like you said, you see the blood curse, but that's why it was critical that Jesus was begotten of God. 
the father. He was not begotten of Adam. So the spiritual inheritance, the sinful flesh in nature that we all receive, Jesus didn't have it because mm -hmm. the woman is just the vessel to bring the body forth. Ah, the spiritual inheritance point. comes from the father. And in fact, yep. you can look even in modern genetics, the Y chromosome of a man, your Y chromosome is unchanged through your entire lineage. You're, you can actually trace your Y chromosome back 6,000 years. Ah. And so I think that's what, that's why when you talk about the, that phrase, the only begotten son, of God, it has much more deeper meaning than most people think. It doesn't yeah. mean that he's just God's it, only. It means no, they, he's the people only try one to take God. it like like he's the first creation, or everybody yeah. tries to do that. I'm like, dang, we had we had a, like a Trinity show, like two people that were non-trinitarians. Yeah, 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 yeah. It just get it just gets really interesting. No, no, no. I'm stuff. a Trinitarian for sure. Yeah, yeah. Me too. Me too. Um, yeah, I'm just saying. Spirit, I'm yeah. just saying, like, like the way they yeah, yeah. take that. Like, oh, he's the first creation. It's just like it's crazy. Nah, but nah, nah, okay, nah, nah. here's another yeah. question I have for you, bro. Uh, right. Jay, did you? Well, I, do you want to bounce questions back and no, forth? No, go ahead, bro. No, no. Go, uh, he, do you he, believe right now that there's Nephilim DNA in any of this royalty, or maybe these these people that are that are kings queens uh rulers and did that nef did that dna still is it still come or did you do you feel like that god stopped it uh at some point or, or, or do you believe that's going to be the what carries on the antichrist you know that that dna i mean is do you think it's still here in anybody right now i mean i think it's possible right because i mean if you look i mean there's some i think there were actually some societies that want to try and preserve it they yeah want to be a part of you know whether it's the merovingian bloodline oh yeah yeah like yeah that. and so so yeah i think it's possible um, definitely the people who intentionally want to be a part of that, uh, that bloodline. Yeah. Uh, I talk about too, how even like in, in Freemasonry, you know, there's a book from the 1700s, uh, called the Ahiman Raison, which is like uh -huh. one of their most sacred books. And that you have to be a 33rd degree Freemason to even look at this book. Mm. And, you know, if you look it up on Wikipedia, it says that it says that the meaning of that name is like friend of the of a brother and they said why they called it that they said they, there's no explanation for why they called it that but when you look in the bible ahiman was one of the sons of anak in numbers oh, chapter 13 one of the wow. three giants who okay. you know caused the 40-year wandering in the wilderness so again you see this whole connection between freemason i think and i think a lot of what you see in freemasonry is goes back to genesis 6 even oh, the yeah. idea of you know um as above, so below, right? And yeah. the, you know, the and even just their their symbology of like the compass and the square, where it's like, you know, sons of God, daughters of men combining yes. with each other, right? It's yeah. all about this combination of heaven and earth. And I think so a lot of that I think is and I think even down to the fact that they want to be genetic descendants of uh of these people, right? You know, Bless and the thing I talk about too is uh I talk about the first family of the Nephilim, which I believe I believe the first family in the Bible to actually marry the fallen angels and have a child, I believe was the family of Lamech, the descendant of Cain in Genesis chapter four. Mm. Because if you look in his family, he's the seventh generation of Adam through Cain. So he was a cousin of Enoch. And I believe that's when this all first started because you look at his family and he has three sons, Jabal, Jubal, Tubal, Cain. And what do you see there? This explosion of technology, right? Mm. Jabal, as they say, he's the father of tent making, animal husbandry. Jubal mm. invents instruments. He's the inventor of music, period, in the Bible. Like the wow. Jubilee is a based on his name in scripture. And then you have Tubal Cain. He was the first blacksmith, you know, making weapons, tools, swords. And so all this in one family. 
gets all this knowledge and this technology. Okay. And then he says, the mystery schools too came from them too. Have you, have you ever studied uh, Gary Wayne ever? Do you know Gary Wayne? Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. Genesis 6 it, that's, okay. So yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we've had him on a lot of times. So think about that. The mystery schools also, he talks about that coming from them as well. So yeah. that, that does what you're saying right now connects to the Genesis 6, 6 conspiracy that, that Gary Wayne go. talks about. So it's, Man, that's that's and, fair. And, then and you're hitting the nail the, on the head, brother. Yeah, and the sister beautiful. of Tubal Cain was Nama, uh -huh. right? And her name means beautiful, right? So I believe she was the first one who remember they saw that the women were fair. They, were they looked good. They were attractive. Yeah. And so I think she was the first bride of a fallen angel and the first mother of the Nephilim. Wow. Why do you think that these churches are scared to, to, <laughs> to? Uh, I mean, I say scared because. Yeah, yeah. Even okay, I know. I always talk about this. Right, I'm show, happy to answer that question. Or you okay. keep going, man. You're good. You're good. I, Go I just think it's. I think it's interesting, man. Like what happens is a lot of um, people. This is what they do. They filter uh, science. They've actually filtered the Bible through science, and whatever doesn't match up with science that they've learned, they just toss it to the side. I believe you should filter uh, science through the Bible because the Bible is the absolute truth. And that's it. Okay. So you don't need to explain certain things. If you feel like the Smithsonian are hiding giants, you don't need to explain that stuff because God's word is God's word. And that's it. So that's don't be afraid. From. Exactly. Yes. You that's your foundation. That's, that's it. your that's foundation. It, right? That's it. That's it. Yeah. It's I'll, I'll give you, yeah exactly. It's a father of lies and they're going to be deceiving us forever. Until, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, you know, and I, first of all, I agree a hundred percent. And like, I'll give just a little preview in yes. my second book, I start with that exact premise. Oh, you do? talk okay. about quantum physics okay. and how, you know, it's, it, I believe quantum physics is the field of science that's closest to the spiritual realm, right? And I'm like, and what they understand is that when you look at subatomic particles, they say they don't behave like you'd yes. normally expect. Chuck Mister talk about, talked about that, yeah. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and this idea of quantum superposition super where an electron can be in two states at once. And so what I say is the Bible's been telling us that for thousands of years, for millennia. What did Jesus yeah. say? He was on earth walking through Jerusalem and he said, I and my father are one, even though the father is in heaven, yeah. sitting on his throne in heaven. He said, we're one, right? The, the Bible, again, going back to the Trinity, he says that there yeah. are three that bear witness, the father, the word, and the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. So Jesus, Jesus is in superposition. He exists in more, multiple states at the same time. So I agree completely that we yeah. have to start with the Bible and then filter science through the, the word of God. And, and like you said, to your point, so um, again, like uh, in terms of why we got away from that, I think you're absolutely right. It was a, a, a lot of it, you know, I, I study a lot of the 17th, 1800s theologians. And what you see is at the turn of the 20th century, entering the 1900s, you had a big, the church was kind of like on the defensive against evolution. Yeah, they had evolution come out, you know, Darwin, end of the 1800s, the Enlightenment era, where all you had all these, uh, you know, philosophers saying, oh, you know, just basically saying the Bible's false. Yeah, it doesn't have any real knowledge. It's, it's, it's played out. It's outdated. And I think a knee jerk reaction, like you said, was to try and like compromise and yes. take a lot of the supernatural out of the Bible. Right. You can go to old Schofield Bible in 1910. It mentions the Nephilim. And when you get to Genesis six in the, in the, in the margin notes. Yeah. After that, that's it. That's like the last yeah. American Bible you're going to find. So you have two generations kicking off the 20th century of seminaries where they don't teach any of this stuff anymore. So no. what are those pastors going to do? They don't even know about it. Like I, I've been, 
I, when I first started researching this, my pastor knew nothing about it. That's it's all. terrible. I know. I know. Yeah. I, I, I asked my, okay. I don't want to, my pastor, I love my pastor, but I, I sometimes I ask him questions because I'm not the type bro. That's just going to be like a surface on the surface. I'm cool with that. Nah, dude, I'm going to dig and dig and dig exactly. and dig. And I'm going to hit you exactly. with questions that are, you're going to be, that's you know, it. so yeah. this is the thing, man. I get that. And sometimes they even say, they even read different versions when they go through certain things. So they don't have to explain it. They'll, like when they say, for example, I say firmament. Okay. Because I, I believe certain things, you know, about the firmament and all that. Right. Anyways, my pastor would say canopy, but he reads the, he reads the King James on every other thing until he goes to, he starts reading the ESV on that part. Cause he doesn't want to have to explain the firmament. And I'm like, bro, I was he's waiting for you to. He's see. ducking and dodging, man. He's no, ducking and dodging. you gotta watch. You gotta watch out, bro. That's why I always say this to every single person. Okay, every Christian out there, I love. Don't I don't. Pastors do excellent jobs. I'm not saying anything. For sure. But for you sure. gotta take what he's teaching you. Go home and study the same verses. Speak to God, Lord. I want you to explain exactly the way you want to explain it to me, yeah. and read those same verses. You can't take. Don't let anybody be in control of your salvation, but you, because exactly, that's it. Not you got to wrestle. wrestle. Sometimes you have to kids. wrestle with the Bible. You have to just, if yes. you don't understand it, dig deeper, go to commentaries, you know, just, you know, it's okay. And yeah. also it's the trust. Yeah. Pastors have trust God, trust his word. Yeah. Don't, if someone thinks you're crazy, who cares? Yes. As it's long great. As, you back up with scripture, as long as you're reading it off the pages of the Bible, it doesn't matter. Yes, exactly. You're sitting there. Sometimes you could be reading scripture to people and you're going to notice people are getting mad because yeah. you're hitting them with stuff that is going against everything they've learned and indoctrinated from the Rockefeller education system yeah. and, and liberal system. And right. And then they come in and then they're reading the Bible and it's just they're fighting. It's like a tug of war. They're just like, yeah. I, I, I learned all this stuff. And then the Bible's <laughs> teaching you something different yeah. and they're getting mad at you. I'm like, literally, I'm reading the Bible, the Bible, yeah. the word of God, the yeah. truth, the absolute truth. And you're, it's going to hurt, but I'm not, I don't care. Like I, my name's in the podcast and stuff because I don't care, dude. Like if you feel like I'm weird because I I'm, I'm coming from absolute truth. I'll jump on any podcast, bro. Atheist, uh, Gnostic. Oh, absolutely. I yeah. don't care. Yeah. yeah. yeah I'm no, going to at I'm least. The same way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah. And you, you know, have no problem. I'll, I'll yeah. tell you one good thing though. Um, a good story on that note. I will say that, um, my pastor, though, did come around. Yeah. And ultimately, and then eventually, years later, started preaching Genesis 6. Yeah. Did it's a, whole a big series thing. On that. So, you know, so, you know, it can, you know, it can, we can, people are changing. Pastors are changing yes. and opening up to this. And, and I've actually, you know, in conferences I've gone to, I've had pastors come to me and say, hey, I'm, I'm actually trying to teach this now. I'm Good. working on, I really want to learn and teach it to my church. People so need to know, little man. Little by little. It's not a lot. Don't I know. Most, I know. Most churches would never touch any of this stuff. I know. I, know. I want to give a <laughs> shout out, make sure I do, because there are definitely pastors out there who are starting. I even had a, um, an Episcopalian priest who was uh, not far from where I grew up in New York. And he, <laughs> we didn't know each other at all, but he emailed me and said, hey, you know, he said, he goes, I'm requesting permission from like his archdiocese yeah to preach on the nephilim he's like i'm waiting to hear back and wait and he actually got permission so little by little what, why do you gotta ask time. permission for that i know trust <laughs> me i know that's a whole nother that's story a, that's i know i know that's, that's like bro that's a problem bro, 
I see, I see some <laughs> yeah. pastors that are like, some pastors know that about Christmas. They know that that's not Jesus's birthday. They know no, all right. that, but they're yeah. preaching that they're talking about it not being Jesus's birthday, but right behind him is a huge Christmas tree. Yeah. Yeah. Give me yeah, a break. Exactly. But anyways, no, no. <laughs> anyways, dude, we're getting, t- <laughs> it's, it's just hilarious, but Hey, you know what? People are, people do what they do, but I do believe, bro, it's very important that churches need to let people know that there's a spiritual battle. That verse that I, I read in the very beginning, some people don't even know that, you know, they don't, they don't believe in demons. They don't believe in fallen angels. They don't even know that there's, that they're even different. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But, so but preachers, but preachers and pastors, they're not, they're, we gotta teach they got to teach the teach the one side. They're not teaching both sides. So if you, yeah. if you're going through a whole, you know, sermon with, 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 with your church, that's going to be a two hour, three hour long sermon. Cause you got to teach one and the other, but that's what you need to do. And if you want to learn about this stuff, God never said it was going to be easy. He never said, exactly. hey, here, here, exactly. take this, Acts 17, 11. Prove you know, daily that these things are true in the yeah. Bible. Every day. Yeah. Like, like you said, you mentioned Rockefeller, Josh. How did Rockefeller make his money? How do you find oil? The Bible. He read <laughs> the Bible. And he found out how where oil was in the Middle East. So <laughs> that ain't true. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. It's funny to me because you'll believe... Gilgamesh, you'll believe. Oh, yeah. Crazy Thor theories and yeah. Hercules. And, and, and you know what? That could be based on the Nephilim. But it is going to go into that. And be like, <laughs> you know what? I, I, I don't believe the Bible because, you know, come on. Giants <laughs> walking the earth. But there was yeah. Thor. He, brought, he had a the hammer. You know, he smashed people, came down. <laughs> like, come on, man. That's way more true than your Bible. That's what people you know, are believing. Like, yeah. Because, yeah. you know, other religions, they don't count for <clears> sin. <throat> they, don't let, they don't make you account for what you're, you're really doing wrong in your life and and seek the right way to do it and the true way they just let you oh yeah you know what here just go join a sex cult <laughs> you know it just, it's cool do that that's yeah. how you that's yeah. how you get your your things and that's why i feel like these bloodlines of the nephilim like you said the Rephaim and stuff like that that came through they're not humans they don't care about us they'll no. prod no. you they, they, that's yeah. what they do they'll kidnap yeah. your kids how do i know that that's not going on right now that's what that's what the, the devil has going on where they could just, we're just test bunnies them. They give you the, you know, the shot. What does that do to you? You know, my, 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 I know people that it's changing their kids. My, my, my ex's daughter got the, got the shot. And now she has, she got her period at 10. She got her period at 10 years old. How does that happen? Think about, think about, you know, um, you know, even in Genesis six, that God said that, you know, all, all flesh had corrupted itself, but uh, you know, even the animals, right? So this was, there was, this was experimentation, right? I believe that yeah. I believe the angels also corrupted the animals. So again, you go back to Greek mythology, when you talk about the centaurs, yeah. the centaur, e- Egyptian mythology, right? You have Anubis, right? the dog's head in the yeah. human's body, the Sphinx, like all these things. So I think that's all this well, goes back to Genesis six. So yeah. So there is part of it was fornication. And part of it, I think was just experimentation. Well, I think it's how'd like, you a third- how'd you build the Sphinx? How'd they build it? <laughs> you know, if they're so stupid and, and, and they just had, they were just cavemen back then. And they had these little hammers and come on, there's, that's intricately built and lasted longer than most built <laughs> yeah. things. In well, the he, world. the devil, the devil also had a third of the angels fall, right? Well, yes. he's, he's always trying to come up with ways to have more and more soldiers that to go against Definitely. the other two thirds. Right. So he's trying to do it either DNA wise. He's trying to do it with now with transhumanism. I think he's just trying to find different ways DNA wise to try to try to make his army and him making the Nephilim. Look what he did. He ended up making demons. So he actually did, uh, you know, 
did did something with it. But as I'm we like being marked the mark of the beast, how do I know that's not a DNA? You get your DNA switch. How do I know? Or there's somehow some way that happens like that, or that's what they're trying to do, and that's <clears throat> and that's what the mark is. You now you have that nephilim or whatever it is that 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 DNA. You know, no longer. So I think that's exactly what it's going to be, right? Like, yeah. there's the economic component, but there's the genetic component, right? So, and again, like everything the devil is doing is to mimic God, right? Yeah. God has his son, only begotten. The devil's going to have his son, the Antichrist, right? He's yeah. Gonna, who I believe that is the final Nephilim, right? As I call the book, the second book, the final Nephilim, because I believe it's about the Antichrist. He is this other seed of Genesis 3.15. And I believe what's going to happen is the the when you get to revelation 13 verse 4 the the thing that wins the whole world over that makes people love the antichrist is that when he comes back from the dead he receives a deadly wound that is healed and that's the time when people say who's like the beast who can make war with this guy like he's invincible he's superman right and so um and i think he's going to offer that to the unbelieving world and said, I overcame death and so can you, but you have to take on my genetics, my DNA. And I would mm. just the same way that we have to be in Christ. Like we are literally taking on his spirit and his flesh. It says that we were going to be as he is when we see him, when we're glorified. I think it's the same thing that people are going to take on the DNA of the antichrist. Um, and we even see, if you, you know, in revelation nine, the fifth trumpet, it says that, you know, you have these locusts emerge from the abyss. They're called locusts. I believe it's actually the return of the Banai Ha Elohim, of those fallen angels. I believe they're released from the bottomless pit where they are right now. Yeah. And it says they torment men for five months and men shall seek death and death shall flee from them. Like, do people yes. want to, so you can't That's die. the transhumanism too. I, I think that's exactly, it's all yeah. exactly right. I think that's it's the like, transhumanism. It's all going in that you, direction, right? It's all about you put your, making us you know, homo sapien 2.0 evolving yeah. us into something that's not believe the reason why they can't die is because they've taken the mark. Yeah. And the thing they thought they've always wanted right now, I can't die. They're going to be begging to die. Yes. You know, that's what God's going to do is make them want to yeah. die more than ever that they're oh going to try to kill themselves and can't die. So yeah, I think there's a huge genetic component to the mark. And then he, then you get to revelation 14 and it says, you know, think about it. God sends an angel around the entire planet speaking audibly to people to say, do not take this mark. If you take this mark, there is no forgiveness. There's no redemption. Oh. Why would that be? I think it's because once again, like in the days of Noah, you've now made yourself something other than human. You're other, like you said, like transhumanism. You're now no yeah. longer, you're no longer an image bearer of God. You've now corrupted yourself and transformed yourself into something outside of God's creation so you can no longer be redeemed. And his argument would be, you're not going to die. Don't worry. You're going to conquer death like I did. So don't worry. Yeah. You're not going to die. So exactly. His, yeah. So man, that's right? crazy. What, okay. did, what did the serpent say to Eve in the garden? You yeah. Surely, you shall surely not die. You will not <laughs> die. Just listen to me and you won't die. Oh right? man. Okay. Let me ask you a question. We talked about the bottomless pit. So yeah. where do you believe biblically hell is located? So I, I do believe that hell is within the earth. I do, but I believe too. that it's a spirit. It's a, like, I believe there's multiple dimensions. I believe it's, it's a, there's a demand. You can access that spiritual realm in essentially the core of the earth. And so okay. I do. So, so, and so this is a, I kind of refer to this concept as like the veil that there's like a veil that separates us from the spirit realm uh -huh. and that you can, some people could access it, right? You could look at, uh, Korah's rebellion in the Bible, the earth opened and they went to hell alive. 
like screaming uh-huh. on their way into hell, you know, when the earth opened up. Now, obviously, if we just dig a hole right now, 20 feet in the earth, I don't think we're going to find hell. I think God allowed hell to, to, to manifest to them, uh-huh. to, to take them in and essentially punish them forever. So I think, um, so I do think it's within the earth, but I think it's in a spiritual, a different dimension. You have to okay. cross over into that dimension to access it. Okay. Is, is there any word in Hebrew for dimension? Uh, not for dimension. I don't think, I don't, I mean, there could be, but that, not that I'm aware of. I mean, I know like Sheol, Tehom. Um, uh-huh. I mean, I guess you could consider that a reference to, uh, it's like the place, the abode of the dead, right? Yeah, yeah. So, or the, or I'm just curious. I'm just curious because I've heard people tell me that, you know, like like that it, that it's in another dimension, and I'm like, I'm trying to find that you connection. Know, it, hey, listen, biblically, it be, listen, it could because be down I, in the corner. It I don't because be I'm open to that. Here's I'm the not, thing. I'm not here's here. the it thing, bro. Be, it could actually just be that you could actually make it there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there a, is a passage. That now that you say that, I mean, there is a passage that says, like, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but it says though men can dig down to hell. Right, that they. Yeah. I think it's in the oh, Psalms. that's like, that's David talks about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Well, I, like, I, like I have that. Now, David, David actually wrote about hell a, a number in a number of Psalms. So okay, hey, so, you know, it could be. It could. Could you actually just physically make it there? It could be possible. I'm just. This is just. This is just what I'm saying because I've had a lot, a lot of people tell me like it's in a different dimension, or they yeah. tell me but, heaven's in a different dimension, but, and I hey. ask them. I mean, I haven't asked anybody this, but I mean, you're, you've been studying and researching research. Yeah. I mean, you're, a, you're an avid researcher, bro. So me asking yeah. you this, I mean, it's, I, I, it's it holds a, a lot question. of weight, you know, yeah. where do you and think, think again, you, you think, think about Cern, rebellion, the ground opened up. Yeah. Cern is trying, definitely says Cern they is went to, to hell. Was that? What? Is trying, you, you ever heard of CERN? You ever heard of the, uh, the, I, oh yeah, they're trying to tear the veil. I feel like they're trying to tear the veil. Exactly. July 5th. Right. Yeah. That's that's what the, that's what it is. They were the guidestones. And yeah, then all of a sudden, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, stones went down. What'd you bring back? Oh. Like, what are you bringing back when you go over there? They don't know. You could bring something back. But they're like, trying say, a polyline, right. okay. polython. Like, he's, so he has a keys. To, he, what if that's what they're trying to do? Trying to like, knock on his door. Yes. So the 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 uh the bottomless pit. You think that's another dimension as well, or do you think that bottomless, well, bottomless pit, pit is pit, in? Bottom, yeah. So I, I I definitely believe I I'm of the belief that uh. What we call hell, uh-huh. um, I believe, has three different compartments. Three, okay. three Abraham's compartments. bosom, shield, and then the you bottomless know, like the pit. And then the bottomless pit, which I believe okay. is, that's, that's, I believe only at, the, at present, only angels right now are in the bottomless pit. And I think yes. it's the, the Genesis 6 angels, that's where they are yeah. right yeah. now. And definitely that's in Jude, and that's in Peter. So you, exactly. you read that yeah. in Peter, Jude, you can read that second, in Jude. Yeah, second Peter chapter two. Yeah, it tells yeah. you yeah, no uncertain terms. It says the angels who sinned are locked under chains of darkness until the judgment of the great day. So it's telling you that's where they are right now until the judgment of the great day, which is the great tribulation. And God right? did that, I think, because he's like, listen, he gave them that punishment because, so that these other fallen angels are like, hey, you know that you just don't cross this line you know what i mean like it was they the crossed the line deterrent, man that's yeah. it right yeah you think they knew about he it. was I mean, real think the fact that the devil is still running around on earth and still accessing heaven but these angels god punished immediately yeah right? he took them off the board they're out so they're so and so i think that's why he did that so they knew yeah. So the other angels would know never do this again. Never. So I don't believe there was ever a second incursion after the flood yeah. that they ever yeah. tried. To, I don't believe it ever happened again. And uh, and I talk about a chapter that a lot of people don't really preach on or teach on Ezekiel chapter 31, 
that I believe that chapter is talking about the judgment of the fallen angels and the leader of the fallen angels in Genesis six, who, who was the chief of the, the angels who committed fornication uh-huh. and specifically says that God, he says in the day that I brought you to the nether parts of the earth, he says, he says, so he's specifically talking about this being who was a mighty King. And I believe in the pre-flood world, he's called the Assyrian. And then he had, it says he had, it's almost like Nebuchadnezzar's dream where God compares him to a tree that was powerful and mighty. He says, all the trees of Eden envied him. So I believe he's saying the other fallen angels were jealous of him because he was the the king of the pre-flood world. Mm. And it says, in the day that I brought you down to nether parts of earth, the flood, the flood waters abated, right? They started receding back into the earth. It was the end of the flood, the end of the rainstorms. And you go to Genesis chapter seven, eight, and you look at the chronology of the flood, it says that the flood, the, the waters came from heaven and from the fountains of the deep yep. for 150 days. And yeah. then they abated and went down. Right. And I believe that's, mm-hmm. when the, I believe that's when the <clears throat> angels got dragged down, like in a whirlpool, like dragging them down into the abyss. And that's what God says in Ezekiel 31. After 150 days, right. When those angels are released in the end times, now the abyss is opened and they come out as these dudes these disfigured locust hybrid beings now they torment unsaved humanity for how long five, five months. months yeah 150 days on the hebrew calendar wow so they were tormented by the flood for 150 days and then they come out and torment humanity who, who yeah. weren't believers for 150 days so i believe that chapter tells and god says i did this so that no other angel would ever exalt himself this way again so i believe that's yeah. the point it was a deterrent so no one would ever try to fornicate again Wow. That's so interesting, man. Okay. Let me ask you a question. Where do you believe heaven is located? I believe heaven. I believe the heavens. So I believe the three heavens are almost like a layer cake, right? The okay. atmosphere, outer space. And I believe he- the heaven of heavens is right above that. And like the above thing- the, f- like above the firmament. Is that what you you would say? Yeah. Like above. Yeah, exactly. Like Ezekiel. Yes. Yes. Says, so you believe yes. the firmament is outside of the whole, uh, like the whole universe or just ask him, Josh, just ask him. No, 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 no. So all I'm asking him is what his opinion where heaven is located. Biblically, I'm not talking about like scientifically. I'm talking since you, since you do that. Yeah. I'm not talking Biblically, It'd be above the firmament. That's where God's throne to be above the waters. Right. Yeah. So what I think is, I think that there's, um, that the sea, there's a that sea of glass you see in Revelation. Yeah, right? I believe that is actually separating outer space from heaven. Okay, and, and they're looking like, and it's just clear. Right? Yeah, and I think that God put that there as again a sign of because of sin. You know, God has to put this there, whether you call it the the, the sea, uh-huh. and I say the veil all the time. So yeah, it, it's this separation, this barrier. Okay. When you see the end of everything after. The millennium, when Satan is finally cast into the lake of fire and all sin is done. Yeah. And there's a new heaven, a new earth. Revelation chapter 21, it says, and there was no more sea. Mm. And I believe that's when the sea now is gone. Nice. Because it's not the seas of the, the water in on earth. I believe it's yeah, referring yeah. to a sea that's over outer space. Above the firmament, yeah, because there's and water we above. That we yeah. see the martyrs standing on in Revelation 15. They're standing yeah. on it because it's like yeah. crystal. And so I think, so that's where I think that heaven is like, that they can literally look down and see right down. We're like grasshoppers, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So I, okay. So that's a great answer. Okay. 
at least you're, you're, you're biblically speaking, because I mean, some people would say heaven is in another dimension far, far away, or it's, you know what I mean? It, no, no, biblically, I think it's pretty close. I think it's pretty, pretty close. Okay, cool, cool. It's I think like the right same thing, there. bro. Like, I right think there. so yeah. too, bro. Yeah. All right. Amen. There we go. So, all right. So what, what was my next, uh, okay. Um, what, what do you think, uh, you know, what, country or bloodline do you believe the antichrist would come through or do you think that there's like a bloodline that they that they've been saving to have him in or is he going to be half human half fallen angel what do you believe about the antichrist that's a great great question so first of all i do think he will be uh a nephilim that he will be half fallen angel. i believe he will be the seed of satan he's you know because god told him god told the devil i'm going to put enmity between you and the woman war and between your seed and her seed, right? Okay. We all know the seed of the woman is the Messiah, Jesus yes. Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach. So again, just by the same interpretation, the, the, the other seed, I believe, is a literal person. It's not just an idea, an allegory, a metaphor. It's the I, Antichrist. And he's that's what have I think, his too. Child. And like we were saying in the beginning of the program, that God is going to, there's going to, a time is going to come where God is going to permit the devil to commit this sin. And mm-hmm. he's going to have his own seed. And so I believe the Antichrist will be like that. Now, the interesting you said, you said was, are like kind of, is, could there be people preparing a bloodline for the Antichrist? I definitely believe that. And I think that he has to present himself as an Israelite. He has to say he's an Israelite or literally be part, you know, his mother being Jewish. Yeah. Like, I don't think the Jewish people would ever accept someone who's not, who's from a different country, religion, ethnicity. You have yeah. to be a descendant, even if it's not King David, or at least claim to be. But I think he's probably going to say, yeah, I am a descendant of King David. I'm an Israelite. And, uh, I, and I do think there, there probably are organizations who are jockeying to, to, father, to, to be a part, that they're, let their yeah. bloodline be that lineage chosen to follow the Antichrist. And I think he has to. And so I look at also a prophecy of Antichrist in Ezekiel chapter 21. And it specifically says, God says, O wicked prince of Israel, whose time shall come when iniquity comes to an end. So this is it's end times. Iniquity is not ending until Jesus the Lord returns. And so he goes on to say that, he, and he even says, you know, remove the diadem and the crown, take the, the miter of the high priest and the crown off his head. And God says, I'm going to give it to whose right it really belongs to. And you think about that, right? Jesus, right? In, in, in the Bible, obviously, you know, the king is from Judah, the high priest is from the Levites. Yep, yeah. Anyone who ever tried to do that, like Saul, anyone who tries to be a priest, God punishes them if they're, if they're not a Levite, right? But who, who, who is the high priest and king? Jesus. No, so the Antichrist is going to do the same us. thing. He's going to say, I'm God. I'm, I, the religion is me worship me. And I'm also the King. I'm also ruling the whole one world government in the end times. And so I believe God's telling us that he's going to be of Israel. He's going to be, and it even says, you know, in, you think about two, I forgot in Daniel chapter 11, it says that he will not worship the God of his fathers, right? I believe that term you see of his fathers in scripture, that's always referring to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Yeah. He's not going to worship Yahweh. <clears throat> yeah. Obviously he's going to worship the devil, his father, yeah, and it says, and it says, and he will not regard the desire of women, which I believe is a reference to, to Jesus, to the Messiah. He doesn't care about the messianic prophecy, and he's not worshiping the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, his fathers. So I believe he has to be an Israelite. And then the, what do you think the false prophet's going to be? Is that going to be like the spirit of something? Do you think the false prophet's going to be a literal person? Literal person? Oh, I think he's going to be a literal person. Yo, yeah, yeah, okay. for sure. Yeah, okay. I think he's going to come together. Right, he's going to be a, a person on earth talking. 
and really probably doing a lot of the work to deceive people, right? They say the financial aspect of this type of stuff, but right, the, the, that's, I don't know, that's what some people say. That's like some people's interpretation of them. Like they say that he, they're trying to do the same thing, like, uh, that, that God did, right? So it's God, then the, then the, the Son, and then the Holy Spirit, right? So like it would be like the devil would try to be like God, and then exactly. Antichrist the would try to be like Trinity. Jesus, and that, yeah, sure. the satanic yeah, for Trinity. Sure. So, for sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. If you think about it, right? Jesus said this, the Holy Spirit will guide you in all truth, right? He's mm-hmm. going to point, he's going to make us understand the Bible, lead us in truth, point us back to Christ. That false prophet, his only goal is to get everyone to worship the Antichrist. So yeah. he's going to be convincing the world. And I think in a very be a heck of a salesman. Uh, gentle way, right? Because yeah. he has horns like a lamb. So he's going to be gentle, kind, benevolent, loving. It's all love. We're all unified. We're new age. All be one, right? That's exactly. the, new the new age, age right message. there. They're going to act yeah. like the new age. And he's going to be yeah. like, oh, that's why they're going to be. I mean, uh, that's why they would be deceived because they feel like, oh, God is love. He's love. And, and that's yeah. that's all they're concentrating on instead of concentrating on any part of the judgment part. It's all about the love. So they would yeah. be easily deceived, in my opinion, to that. They're like, definitely, they're waiting for that. You know, so that, that's what I pass the power. That's and don't forget, right. This is going to be unprecedented occult power in the earth. Yeah. This is like the Super Bowl for the occult. I mean, he says he's going to call fire from heaven. Yeah. Right. That all throughout scripture, that's a sign from God. Yeah. When God sends his fire down from heaven, that's like a sign of his approval. You know, at the first temple, Solomon, God sends his fire from heaven to consume the sacrifice. It's like God yeah. saying, I approve of this, right? Yeah. And so it's going to it's gonna deceive people. I think that's going to be a major thing to make people think, oh, this must be from God. Like even in the book of Job, I know we're hitting Job a lot, right? It's okay. When Job, yeah. it, when his uh, children are killed, the servant says, the fire of God came down from heaven yeah. and consumed it. But we, we know as the reader that it was, it was Satan who did that. It yeah. was not God, but yeah. they thought it was from God, you know? So, um, and the false prophets going to be able to do that. So I think in addition to just being, you know, kind of a smooth character and deceiver, he's also going to have literal supernatural power that people are going to see with their eyes. Like no, it's not a trick it's not a yeah. gimmick it's not a yeah. it's not a sleight of hand it's not an illusion it's not like exactly. it's not like it's you're gonna see it on a movie hour. real yeah. Yeah. yeah interesting so do you think that the false prophet uh is gonna have to have that type of uh you know uh type of nephilim bloodline or some type of uh maybe maybe some fallen angel type of uh to, to be able to have that kind of power I think it's possible, right? So one yeah. thing I talk about is that there were a lot, you know, this is, you know, I, again, I, I love reading the church fathers. I cite, I cite hundreds of sources in my book. I love the first, that's second, what I, second century. That's what uh, people have said about your book, which I, I have, I'm, I'm going to have to, I, I got so many guests, bro. I keep buying their books. And then I'm like, <laughs> I got busy, like, I got this, I got this whole stack of books and I'm like, yeah, these are like the easy. best books you could have as a, as a Christian conspiracy <laughs> theorist. And I, and I have no time to read it because I'm researching for the next show. So, that's good, man. Listen, you're grinding for God, man. That's all that matters, man. <laughs> We're you're trying. Doing the, you're doing the work for the Lord. So that's a good thing. Um, We're definitely trying. But yeah, so so there's some, you know, in the early church, a lot of the church fathers who we know, they had a theory um, about the false prophet that they actually thought that the false prophet would could would have either be or have the spirit of Judas. Oh. And the reason why, because they, they, they connect Judas, you know, there's some interesting things about Judas outside of the, the, what we commonly know that he betrayed Jesus. Of course, that Jesus calls him the son of perdition, yep. right? Son of a Apollo title. then. Yeah. Right? Son, perdition means Apollo. Apollo for the Antichrist, yeah. right? Second yeah. Thessalonians chapter two. Oh yes. Yes. So 
Judas is the only person in the Bible who is possessed by Satan himself. Yes. Right. True. Right before he betrays Jesus, the last supper, right. That Satan is Satan indwells him. So he was literally part fallen angel, part man in one body um, at the time he betrayed Jesus. And then you get to the book of acts after he's dead. Um, and also, by the way, when he died, you know, he hangs himself, but it says that when his body fell, he fell headlong. So his head hit the ground first and burst open, right? Wow. The Antichrist gets a wound to the head. Oh, so good. Satan told, God told Satan, the Messiah is going to bruise or crush your head, right? So we see again, this repetition with, with Judas. And then when the, when the, this, when the disciples are praying, for who should replace Judas, right? In Acts chapter one, Peter says, he actually quotes two Psalms that were prophecies about Judas. And one references, it's a Psalm 109. And he says that it's a prophecy. It says, set, it says um, set thou a wicked man before the Lord and put Satan at his right hand. So this is, and, this is, and, and Peter is saying this prophecy is about Judas. And wow. it says that also that, it says that when he dies, says he, he went to his own place. Yep. Then again, referring to hell. Wow. So, so Peter makes this whole connection between the Antichrist, between the devil and hell, and says that's where he's actually from. I so know it's not biblical, but man, you, maybe maybe the devil came to Judas and said, "You could be one of my warriors. You could be one of my you know like like he does. He try. I know he offers like if you're like into witchcraft and sorcery." The, the demons are offering you positions in hell of command and, and general. They're lying, obviously, because they're deceivers. Yeah. You ain't gonna be you ain't gonna be nothing, but yeah. you know what I mean? Maybe he offered him, like, hey, I'll make you this if you allow me to be in your body to get exactly. Jesus. Because it's the exactly. I mean, obviously, it's the main goal of the devil. I mean, this whole time is to finally get him, right? So yeah. and, oh, and you, that's another thing, too. And first of all, I think you're right, right? Look, look what the devil offered Jesus. Yes. All, All these the kingdoms, kingdoms I'll give to you, right? Yes. If you worship me, right? Yes. If you bow down, right? Now. And think yeah. about this too. He, he, that, was a, he, that was, he owned it. The, the temptation couldn't yeah. be real unless he, he actually had the owner. Yeah. yeah. And think about this too. Jesus said in, in John 17, he said, he said, he said, uh, no, no, he says, uh, he said, have I not chosen you 12 and one of you is a devil? But that term mm. in the Greek, diabolos, is the devil. That term is only used for Satan. Like when okay. you see things about devils, yeah, plural, yeah, yeah. that's demonion. But yeah, that's Diabolos yeah. is only used for the devil. And, and Jesus used that term to for Judas. Wow. So again, there's I think so. I think there's something supernatural going on with Judas yeah. um, in scripture. Yeah. That is so interesting. You know what's crazy too opening is like up he some... throws the money on the floor, he was possessed. He out of out of Judas's mouth, he even said possessed by satan himself i have betrayed innocent blood uh, and that's out of his mouth but that is that's that crazy <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's crazy. that regret that you're gonna have when you actually end up in hell because you're <laughs> yeah, like oh yeah. my gosh i can't believe this there's no god here you know what i mean like and yeah. jesus was that. washing his feet and I jesus know. was washing I his know. feet look how I mean, beautiful I'm look how beautiful that. it is like, man that's Amen. like Amen. he's like you got a fisher cub bait and Satan's like, I got to take over because Judas is, yeah. is a punk. He ain't going to do it. Satan probably thought he was going to kill Jesus. And then Jesus wouldn't be able to come back. You know what Again, I mean? Stop. Oh, the definitely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for yeah sure. He thought he, he thought he, he thought it was checkmate. Yeah. He, he had him. But and, no. he, and he died at 33. So they, they love that number. All, you know what oh, I mean? So that's, that's, listen, listen, don't get me started there. He died at 33. 
Yeah. There were three crosses, right? Yeah. One third went to hell, right? Yeah. Again, 33, right? Yeah. A third of the angels <laughs> rebelled, right? You know, uh, yeah, but what's the, what's, prison. The, what's the third? What's One the third, third of them in... died, right? It was him, the baker, and the butler. <laughs> Only two of them made it out. <laughs> what, what, is it, what is the percentage of a third? 0. 0.666. Ah, yeah. There you go, right? You see How crazy it, you is see that? All that, that... through scripture. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I never thought about that. I never thought about that, man. That's good. That's good. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh. <laughs> that's why That's what I say when you, when you spiritually die, or like, when, like you said, when Adam sinned, he was two-thirds of a man. And that's why the number of a man is six, six, six. That's what I think that because your 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 third of your is your your uh, connection with God basically once you once you do that because we're not pro, we're not direct creations of God we're direct creations of Adam yeah. Adam was a direct creation of God Jesus is yeah. a direct creation of God Amen. we get Amen. our new heart and we and we really yeah. believe then we, then we have the power to becomes you know like the, like the, like the sons of God yeah I, <clears throat> I'll hit you with one more you know let's not forget too in the wars in Canaan right. Joshua conquered 31 kings. Moses conquered two. There were 33 oh. Nephilim yep. kings in the promised land. That they conquered. Al, Al, the Al. king of Bushan was one of them. That was Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, okay. Uh, let me ask you a question real quick that, that has to do with that. Okay. So how did the DNA survive the flood? Yeah, excellent question. Excellent how did question. it survive the flood? Because yeah, everybody yeah, sure. talks about that. Yeah, it's I mean, that's like, that's like one of the $64 million questions. I, I, I got I to up that now for 2022. <laughs> that's like the $200 billion question. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you got a lot of inflation going on this year. Mm-hmm. But um, So I believe the DNA passed through on the ark. Um, and specifically, I think, through the wife of Noah's son, Ham. Um, and, and, and there are a couple of reasons for that. So the two, you know, there's, there's something really interesting about the genealogies you see before the flood, right? Most obviously we had longer lifespans. I believe there were literal longer lifespans when people are living yep, 800 years, Methuselah 969 years. I think there's uh, the environment was different. It was a hyperbaric environment. There are lots of reasons for that before the flood. But what you see is most men, most of the patriarchs in the genealogy are having their first child at like 50 years old or 60 years old. So over and over again, when you get to Noah, he did not have his first son until he was 500 years old. Why does that matter? Because when he got, we know from, from scripture, when he got on the ark, he was 600 years old. So God, so, so, and God, I believe gave a probation to humanity. I believe God said, I'm going to give it 120 years and I'm flooding this earth, build the ark. And Noah, of course, was obedient. So by the time he even, by the time he had his first son, just as a baby, the testimony of scripture was all flesh had corrupt itself. Everybody was corrupt. And so the odds, once his sons are older, 21, 22, marrying age of finding a woman with no trace of Nephilim DNA, I think was slim to none, right? And so um, so then, so then, and then you look at Ham, who you see didn't really care about the prophecy. He sins against Noah. There's this strange thing in the tent going on yeah, um, yeah. after the flood. You know, he's not going to be as concerned about finding a woman who's Tamim. Right, they said that Noah was perfect in his generation. That he was, I believe, it means that he was perfectly unblemished. human without yeah, physical blemish. Unblemished. Exactly, and so, um, so I think that's how it passed through. And then what I also point to is that when you look after the flood, at the giants after the flood, they can all be traced back to Canaan, the mm-hmm. son of Ham and the grandson of Noah. That's why I believe it was specifically. Canaan is the forefather of the post-Diluvian giants. In fact, we talked earlier about Ahiman, right? Ahiman, um, Seshai, Talmai, the three giants who scared the entire nation of Israel, the, ten, the, the 12 spies, no, 10 of the 12 spies in Numbers 13. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. It, we're told in scripture that th- they are the sons of Anak. You get to the book of Joshua, it tells you Anak was the son of Arba, uh, right? And since he was, a, he was a mighty one among the Anakim, he was a great Anakim giant. Well, who was, who was Arba's father? Well, when you trace it in scripture, Arba was one of the sons of Heth. Heth is a son of Canaan. So that entire lineage, the Anakim, right? You, you go to Genesis 14, they go through the different tribes of the Nephilim and they, they keep comparing them. They were like the gold standard. They'll say the Zamzumim who were as tall as the Anakim. So they were yeah. like the elite of the giants in the post-Diluvian world. And they're all traced back to Canaan. So I show that the wars in Canaan, it wasn't God saying, just go kill everybody. God, he says specific nations who he wants them to kill the israelites to kill because i believe it was targeted it was a targeted genetic warfare essentially to wipe out the specific lineage of the post-diluvian giants Mm. in in the and think about that too think about from the chess match that god and the devil are going on right so god the nephilim are overrunning the world to the point that we were almost wiped out right Noah was all we had left to reboot humanity Oh, wow. What does the devil do? He gets his DNA on the ark. And then what does he do with his giants? He puts them right in Israel yeah. to the point that it's called the land of Canaan, yeah. right? His Canaanites were, his descendants were everywhere that they named it after him. And I also, so I think, so again, why did, why did the devil do that? Cause he knows this is where God wants. I want, I'm going to go put my, my giants where his holy mountain is to stop his people from getting here. Right. It's just, it's just all, it's like chess going. Back and he's and trying forth. to have Goliath, a Nephilim kill David, and then exactly. David's bloodline would have been Jesus, exactly. right? Exactly. So it's like that. that it's that's just stopping it, right? But, but how many brothers line. did how many brothers did uh, did Goliath have? Three, right? Three brothers. I think right? it was. Or am I mistaken? How many stones did Daniel? Or uh, how many yeah, stones David had? He had five stones. Oh, five. Yeah, five. you know five. Family, because yeah. one, four. Yeah, yeah four. four yeah, he was ready for the whole four. Family. Sorry, mistaken. Yeah, Dude, yeah, he was ready. He was ready. Yeah, he, he was, was ready because he knew that once he killed him, his brother, their brothers were going to come after him. Uh, yeah, too. David wanted all the smoke. Yeah, um, look at Nimrod. Nimrod was <laughs> exactly. like, just yeah. like the, was a mighty man. That's what you say. But this is what I believe. I believe that when Noah got off the boat and when he got drunk and he sinned right there, passes out his. Well, who is his wife? His wife <laughs> was, I, I, I forgot, I, I think I heard something that, that she was, uh, she, 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 I think she wasn't, uh, oh man, I, I forgot what it was, but I feel like they say that when, when Ham, I went in there, you know, and then went to his brothers, I feel like he had sex with his wife. And that's when wow. Noah woke up. I was like, what the heck are you doing, dude? Like, and then he found out what was going on. That's what I, I don't think they explain it like that, but I feel like that's what, that's what happened. And that's why he, because God didn't curse Ham, Noah oh. cursed him. Yeah, Noah no, no, him. Noah cursed Canaan. Yeah, yeah, Canaan. Oh, Canaan, Canaan. Canaan. Yeah, Canaan. 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 Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I think I think that yeah. So I mean, Nimrod. there are two right. So there's two passages in the Old Testament about nakedness of your father. One says the nakedness of your father is actually his wife. Like it's just like yeah. it just basically means his wife is naked. But there is a passage that says that 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 does say that nakedness of a father is actually him being naked. So it's almost like a coin toss as to what was going on in that tent. So something it wasn't just about like he one walked in backwards, the other one didn't. Like like <laughs> yeah, I was yeah, always yeah. taught, you know what I'm something, saying? It something was, was going on. Something was going on that yeah, we don't get explained, something, but something really bad. Something real it's bad. Like, something bad. Yeah. Whatever it was, it was bad. It was yeah. bad. So yeah, yeah. but the, yeah, the so bloodline could, Nimrod could, could starts mm-hmm. Babylon. Yeah. Well, so and Nimrod, I, I, I put in a different category because you know, um, like you already said it, right? It says he, you know, especially in the Septuagint, it says he became a giant, right? 
So I almost wonder if Nimrod did something happen to him to like transform him. Like, and, and what I compare him to is Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah. Right. Right. You see Nebuchadnezzar in Daniel chapter four, when he has the dream of a tree, right? Like the Assyrian the highest the tree, yeah. tree. Yeah. And the, the watcher angels say they, they basically punish him by saying, remove his heart and give him a beast heart. So he becomes a, a literal hybrid for seven years, right? All a foreshadow of the Antichrist, of course, right? He's mm -hmm. half beast, half man for seven years. And so, but he was, I believe again, that he was by like supernatural power was transformed into a, a, a hybrid. So yeah. I wonder if that's what happened to Nimrod, right? Cause it's, it's something happened with Nimrod clearly. Cause I mean, yeah. he says he became a giant. So I'm like, was he transformed? Did some occult ritual take place? Yeah, because I believe, you know, because what does he do? He goes and builds the Tower of Babel, which I believe, again, was another oh, I, I call to me, the Tower of Babel was like the CERN of the ancient yeah, world, trying to yeah, access the heavenly, trying to, you know, pierce through the veil to access the heavenly realm they and make like war on God. Exactly. Right. They wanted to and go I, and I yeah, take him out. Yeah. One of the most chilling and frankly, like underrated slept on verses in the Bible is when God says it, this, they do. And if they do this, nothing that they imagine will be restrained from them. Like to me, that's one of the most mind blowing verses that God said, if they finish this building, anything they want to do, they can do anything. It's like what wow. power that were they going to access if they got that done? So yeah. that has to be some, an, an occult tower, right? Cause yeah. God's saying, anything the, isn't it in jubilee do. also like if you read the book of jubilee it talks about it being like a mile by a mile and it was they, they were building it for, i don't know it's in one of the books where they were one of that's not of canon for us but mm -hmm. yeah, yeah i think yeah, they yeah, said yeah. it was like a mile by a mile and like they were building and, and and if somebody drops like a if somebody drops a person and they die they didn't care but if somebody drops a brick they're they get mad because they're they're building this wow. this tower so wow. i i have to personally i this is hearsay from somebody else guys so if yeah. i'm butchering this Please don't get mad at me. I no, just no, yeah. I just heard that it was just massive. And then people were just, you know, they didn't care about the people dying, but they cared about the bricks and the wow. stuff that they're carrying up. So, yeah, it's just interesting because they're it's trying amazing. to go up and take God out literally. Yeah. Yes. You know what I mean? And and yeah. and have a war with God literally. So, yeah, it's just it's just it's interesting stuff. Um, so that's because it's confined the confound their languages. And that's how you get the story of all these types. The same story of 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 like you say like 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 uh like uh like greek mythology you got absolutely, you got, absolutely. In, every, in every culture mayans incans native americans egyptians but if Definitely. you notice about these cultures they all just disappear yeah they all just get wiped completely out done dunsky sorry i think it's happening in something they should have been tapping into i think it's interesting it. too uh that i think that that satan has the same pattern too because you have like simiramis nimrod and uh his son tamus and then you have like you know apollo or you have uh i'm sorry zeus apollo and then you know it's like he keeps doing that same thing yeah. in each place that that satan is ruling and and do you also believe ryan uh that there's like a fallen angel behind each leader or each king or each uh you know do, do you yeah, know that prince of Persia, believe, yeah, yeah. whoever's yeah, yeah. in charge I believe, I believe they're national right like a principality is like an angel yeah. 
but also a reference to a location, right? Yeah. So I believe that's what you see in like Daniel chapter 10, right? When Daniel prays and Gabriel comes and says, I was fighting with the Prince of Persia for 21 days. Yeah. And then Michael came and helped me and he said, when I leave, I'll bring <laughs> a fight so again. Interesting. The Prince of Greece is going to come. So I believe, yeah, they are assigned yeah. to nations. Yeah, but Greece yeah. wasn't a nation then. Exactly. You're, that's crazy. Phenomenal. All right. It's just Greece was a nation. So how is he? How is he? That's that's that, that that's interesting, why people don't man. Really like, oh, this is no, no, no. <laughs> you got to read it, dude, because it's real. This stuff has and, been God knew what was going on. And, and that's why we have to focus on this stuff, too, because one, it wakes us up to the real enemy, right? Who's out to get us, right? The spiritual enemies, but that's the angels, the, the devil, the <laughs> demons. But also, you know, prophecy is a powerful witness. Yeah. Like letting people know, I, I, I've said this, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm, um, I live in Texas now, but I, I was born and raised in New York. Right. And, okay. born and, raised in, and so living in New York city, you know, you have a lot of people who actually know the Bible, but don't believe it. And, but can pick it apart. You know, you yeah. go to a housewarming party, someone's having a, and you tell people you're a Christian and before you know it, they're, they're firing questions about you, about God. Well, why did God do this? And they want to, first thing they bring up is the flood, yeah. then the wars in Canaan, the genocide. Yeah. But like, what a lot of times I say to people, I say, you know, show me the book, any book from any religion that has accurate prophecies. Yeah. But put it up against the Bible because there's there. I can show you dozens just from secular historical discoveries that yeah. prove Bible prophecy. Yeah. Already. So and we have the book that actually. And that's what the- people trying to hide this stuff. Right. When, exactly. when stuff exactly. actually gets, you know, start exactly. stuff starts unfolding. There's people behind the scenes and devil and, and all that stuff that are trying to hide it as quick as they can do Absolutely. it. You know what I mean? Cause they don't Depressing want us to know. So, and we're still truth. finding out about it. So think yeah. about it, dude, like the Smithsonian, they, they find giants. Ah, let me go get that bone. Let me get that. Let me get this. And yeah. it's, it's just, it's just so interesting, but it, it is a, a all out war, but we're at, we're at like an hour and 20 minutes. Uh, uh, I would like to have you back on, Ryan. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Are you available August 14th? Uh, maybe nine o'clock. Yeah, check crush down, you, man. Ryan. I got a man down. crush, bro. Let's do you, it. Are, you are the man. I like you a lot, dude. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you, man. I appreciate <laughs> you guys, man. This is fun, man. I can't believe this hour and 20. This flew by, man. This I know. I know. I, here's what, here's what I want to do. I, I want to say, I was asking. Uh, hold on, Josh, before I go, I have never met someone with 150% same exact views Everything that I've spoke about, I have it written wow. down. Daniel two forty three, all that stuff. I, I'll show you. I'll, I'll show you pictures. I believe you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Everything that you said down to a T. Wow. Praise and the Lord, man. I've That's never met nice. anybody like that in my life, dude. Nice. All right. I never, I never God met. Is great. God like, is great. Like, God is great. Amen. Like, Amen. That's great, man. I didn't have to say anything. This dude pointed out everything I was going to say. <laughs> well, you guys are even before the interview started, even before we were recording, we were already like we were already on the same page. All right. So what would you like to leave the audience with for like, you know, for the lot, you know, what is like very important? I know we're going to have you back on. Hopefully we can have you on on the 14th, but what would you like to leave the the audience with as far as like maybe something out of your book, maybe just something that you just want to like let our audience know that just, you know, just that, you know, it's on your heart. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so uh, you said the most important thing already, right? God is great. So thank you again for this time, but I just want people to know, you know, um, the, you know, I wrote these books for, a number of reasons, but I want people to know the Bible is amazing. It's true. There's a supernatural war going on. We're in the middle of it as humanity. We're the prize and we have the answers though and the solution. So use it as a witness, right? And I also, you know, um, 
with the books, I also made it in different levels. I was, when I lived in New York, I was a youth pastor for 10 years. So children, teenagers are like a big part of like my heart, my passion. So Amen. I actually, so I actually made uh, documentaries too. For, for, for the 12 year olds who don't want to read my long book, all the research or the 40 year olds, you can just get your popcorn ready. Enjoy the book in one night. It's easy. It's easy to follow up with a high level concept. So I have those as well. And then if you want to get deep, I got the study guides. I also have lots of free content on my YouTube channel. I did a seven part series on the Nephilim professionally produced in the studio, all free. You can find that on my YouTube channels, judgment of the Nephilim as well. Um, and, uh, and, and that's it. You know, I just, I just want people to know that, you know, there are some scary things happening in the world now. It's going to get a lot worse, but the good news is God is on the throne. And when you trust in Christ, you have nothing to worry about. You are secure. He is one. He's going to come back and win the victory. We know the end from the beginning. And so we can take that and be confident and be comforted that we can take this message of truth and save souls with it. Amen, dude. Well, thank you so much, guys, please. Check out the book, okay? Judgment of the Nephilim and also the final Nephilim, yes, okay, sir. guys? Um, yeah. We always end this in prayer. So let's end this. Uh, Father God, in the name of Jesus, thank you so much for uh, giving us this opportunity, giving us a clear connection, uh, bringing Ryan on the show, um, you know, and connect, letting us connect with Ryan. He's awesome and he's got some great information. Thank you for blessing him with that um, researcher mind. And Lord, we just want to ask for your protection. Please send a legion of angels around us. Protect us for, and, and during this spiritual battle. Uh, Jesus is on the throne right now, <clears throat> ready to come back. And I know, Lord, just please, I just want to ask you to please protect the audience, anybody that's dealing with any type of addiction or any type of anything uh, that the devil's trying to tempt them with. Um, show them the trick. Show them the magic trick. Let them know, you know, that the devil's nothing compared to you, Lord. And all the people that are listening to this, please pick up your Bibles. Please, Lord, help them pick up their Bibles and just read and give them discernment. And, and whatever they need to know out of the Bible, please just lead them directly to those, those verses that they need to help them through their life. We appreciate everything you do for us, Lord. Thank you so much. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Ryan, thank you, brother. I love you, man. And I really appreciate uh, you coming on the show. Hopefully, we can have you back on on August 14th, 9 o'clock. I don't know if it's the 14th, whatever the Sunday is in, um, in August, because it's going to be my, uh, I got, I'm booked all the way till then. Uh, unless you like to do something sooner, it's up to you, brother. No, but, um, that sounds good, man. That sounds good. All right. Let's, thank let's you so it. much. Let's, yeah, let's Everybody subscribe, please. And also subscribe to Ryan's channel. Okay. Judgment of the Nephilim that's on YouTube. You could check out all the different videos he has. I actually checked out his channel and it's amazing. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We love you guys.